<laughs> A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I'm Logan Howard. I have returned in full force and I am joined by the one and only Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? Great. Always great. The game down to Christmas is very definitely on. Indeed. Indeed. We are uh, starting the countdown. Um, so, uh, Brendan, you're in a new place today. Have you like moved out on your own? Do you have just this million dollar job now? What is going on with the background? Because it's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on my own. Because my dearly beloved brother has deserted me for a job at the army. So, uh, I think I'm in deep mourning for his absence. <laughs> See, I'm in his room now, so I feel a bit closer to him. <laughs> Plus, my light bulb is broken and his room's bright. So it's got practical yeah. benefits, too. Yeah. It, it's mostly because you miss your brother. Let's, let's, just, let's just stay with that. So, well... <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, I am wearing our brand new uh, 100, episode 100 sweatshirt. So it is right here. It is super cool. It's purple. If you can't, if you're colorblind and you don't know what purple or blue is, it's purple. Um, so it is awesome. Uh, and you can get yours in the link in the description today. There are other shirts on there as well. Um, you can get uh, the From Dublin to Cleveland originals. The first two are still on there. We have a whole shop. You can go there. Awesome. We'd love if you support us that way. Um, you can also support us by sending us an email and just telling us how you're doing, what's going on, you know, what has happened in your life. Um, it has been really cool to see how many listeners and viewers we've gotten lately and going up. So that's really awesome. Um, I think Brendan's last one had like 39 listens already, which is super awesome. So we appreciate you guys listening to us and checking us out. Keep that up. Keep sharing with your friends. We, we really appreciate it. So uh, what we're going to do today is we are going to have some quizzes. Uh, we've got a Christmas quiz, an Irish Christmas quiz to be exact, that I'll be quizzing Brendan on. I am sure he is going to do amazingly well. Six for six is my bet. Um, and then Brendan is going to play a little quiz game with me. So it's kind. I'll let him explain when we get to it, um, but it should be lots of fun. And hopefully I can rack up all the points. Um, so with that being said, let us get into our first game. And I will put on some merry Celtic music behind me. And I will ask Brendan his six questions. And we'll see how he does. Hi, all right. So, Brendan, what date in December is traditionally known as the beginning of the festive season in Ireland? What is the date, the, the date of the calendar that is the beginning of the festive Christmas season in Ireland? <laughs> the festive season? <laughs> I don't know, like, Irish people start putting up their Christmas decorations, like, <laughs> before Halloween. <laughs> um... <laughs> I can give you a couple options if you'd like some options. No, no, no. Hold on. I can give you four options. It's <laughs> the festive season. I suppose people really probably get into it, like, into full swing like the first of December, but go on with your four options, but okay. Alright, so, um, we have, uh, December 1st, 
We have yeah. December 8th, we have December 12th, or we have December 13th. Ugh, I would say on a national level it would be December 1st. Now you've got some people who are wild when they do like a... <laughs> they have like a 12-night pub crawl. Is it called the 12 Nights of Christmas? Some of those might start on the 12th. <laughs> That's a little bit too sectarian for my liking. On a national level, I'd say the 1st of December, definitely. First. I also guessed December 1st. Unfortunately, we were both wrong. It is December 8th of all days. Um, Not in my house, it isn't. Go figure. <laughs> go figure. Apparently, it says many homes wait until December 8th because it's a Christian holy day. So today, if you are listening to us today on December 8th, is a holy day. So go out and poke holes in a ton of things. <laughs> yeah, I, that quiz might have been made like pre-COVID. <laughs> Since COVID, that's no longer a thing. We start in October. Uh, I may need gotcha. to gotcha. write a letter of complaint to that website, actually. That's... It's irish.com, so like the ireland.com. Yeah, that's outdated irish.com, I think. All right, well, <laughs> well, moving on to question number two. What was traditionally used to decorate an Irish home at Christmas time? What is the traditionally used? Is it holly, mistletoe, garland, or spices? Oh, is that the first three? All the first three. Um, holly would be the most common, though. Mistletoe, you, you don't really see mistletoe, like if someone. I remember jokingly, we're like, you know, oh, mistletoe, give me a kiss. Uh, and then, you know, garlands or tinsel. Yeah, you're gonna see those regardless. Plus, uh, Holly is the staple one. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. That is a correct answer. Holly is the correct answer. Well done, Brendan. Good job. Good job. All right. This is, this is, uh, going to trigger some people, okay? This question is going to trigger people. Um, <laughs> if you have ever watched a Tim Hawkins uh, concert or his like production of his humor, uh, you will know that he has this thing's uh, alcoholics alert, alcoholics alert, alcoholics alert, and he runs around the stage. This is going to be one of those moments, alright? So, Irish coffee is popularly is a popular drink in Ireland at Christmas time. This delicious drink is made with four ingredients. Coffee, cream, sugar, and what alcoholic beverage? Ooh, I'd say... Today, Bailey's is the big one. Okay. Um, Some in the past may have been a bit prone to, to Guinness. Today, Bailey's for the win. So... I think they want, like, a specific kind. So we have brandy, whiskey, uh, beer, or... No, no, I can't even make it the third option. <laughs> or fourth option, sorry. Oh, I like her. Oh, okay, well, what's the question again? Which, which one of those three, brandy, yeah. whiskey, or beer, do yeah. they add into the Irish coffee? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, in my case, that'd be whiskey for the more hardened sorts. Absolutely. People right. who aren't big drinkers would go for a liqueur, like Bailey's. Uh, people like that, something a bit stronger, would be whiskey for the win. 
All right. Good job. You got it right. You alcoholic person, you. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> hey, after tourism is our biggest industry. It is what it is. <laughs> People want to get triggered, let them. All right. So I'm, I have been practicing this phrase because there's a phrase that you have to translate. All right. Okay. I'm practicing it. It's probably going to be bad, but I need you to tell me what this this phrase means. All right. Nala Shana Duit is Irish for what greeting? Well, firstly, we don't have Shana Duit. <laughs> it's <laughs> on a ditch. But uh, no leg on a ditch. No leg is December and Christmas. Um, Hana is happy. And ditch is to you. So it's uh, a Christmas of happiness for you. So happy Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Absolutely right. The uh, pronu pronunciation on Google let me down on that one. I tried, but it let me down. <laughs> we'll just say it's a regional thing. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the SH is a silent S. In fact, H right. makes a lot of consonants silent in, in Irish. So, across the island on Christmas morning, hundreds of people get their adrenaline pumping during the chilly winter weather. What activity do they like to do? Do they like to go ice skating? Do they like to go mountain climbing? Do they like to go sea swimming or castle visiting? On Christmas morning. Christmas morning. Um, under 18s, cover your ears for about 10 seconds. Um, they like to... <laughs> I'm not going to say swimming, that's an accurate. Skinny dipping. In the sea. <laughs> no clothes on. Yup. Yup. Sea swimming is the correct answer. Well done, Brendan. Good job. Yeah, All right. TG swimming. <laughs> Alright, so... Um... This... <laughs> will become possibly a holiday in America because of the wackos that, that run our government. But what is January 6th traditionally known as in Ireland? January 6th. Oh, like the last day of Christmas? Because it, for us, we have like 12 days of Christmas. Um, let's see. 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 30th, 31st. Yeah, we would call it the last day of Christmas. Because we have, in our tradition, is Christmas has 12 days. Alright, so you're, you're sure you're going with last Christmas or you want to hear some options? Well, you can give your phrases and we'll see if there's a, if they synchronize. Alright, so we've got the 12th night. We have Women's Christmas, Men's Christmas, or um, we have, uh, let's see, the political upheaval of Joe Biden taking over for Donald Trump. Illegitimately <laughs> <laughs> taking over, perhaps. <laughs> oh, I think I've, I think I have heard people refer to as Women's Christmas before, um, but on on a large scale, people call it the, the last night of Christmas. Okay. As in the, it's a syn synonymous with the 12th night of Christmas. Gotcha. Well, they said the correct answer is women's Christmas. 
Why is it called? Yeah, Reach? I haven't heard people say that in years. It is. Uh, how do they say it? Uh, your ones, Christmas. Your ones. Your ones. Christmas. Well remembered. Well remembered. <laughs> it's not your band's Christmas. It's your ones, Christmas. No, no, no. That's okay. The men have the first eleven days. Apparently. Uh, yes. Apparently. Yep. There you go. Good job, Brandon. Uh, you are well acquainted with Irish tradition of Ireland's Christmas, so well done. Good job. <laughs> Cheers. You are confirmed Irish. <laughs> Just in case it was ever in doubt, you know. Gotta test it sometimes, you know. That's true, too. Keep one sharp, you know. <laughs> Alright, I'll turn it over to you for your game. Take it away. Alright guys, let's see if uh, Logan is also sharp on all things Christmas related. Um, we're gonna play a game called Angels, Devils, and Bombs. I've got a grid in front of me with 25 boxes. Each box represents a question. Logan's gonna pick a number. He won't do all 25. I know you all have lives. We'll cap it about 10 or so. Six if it takes mages to answer them. Um, and then I'll ask the question, he'll answer. If he gets it correct, um, I will reveal if there was an angel, a devil, or a bomb hidden behind that box. If it's an angel, he gets two points. If it's a devil, he loses a point, even though he got it correct. And if it's a bomb, Nipwa gets no points even though you got the answer correct. So, Logan, please choose a number between 1 and 25. Alright, I will go with lucky number 17. Uh, let me see. Okay. Let's see. What would the other reindeer not let Rudolph do? In the song Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Do I get a multi choice or do I have to answer this just off my brain? Top of your brain. I don't have any multiple choices here. Play games. That's what I'm going to go with. Play games. Very good, yes. Joining all the reindeer games, lovely. Let's go. And 17 is... It's an angel. Two points. <laughs> Two points! Let's go! I went wild. Let's go! Alright. Uh, so, let's go with box number seven. Box number seven. This makes me feel like I have all the choices in the world. I really don't, but I just have all the choices. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, name the angel who visited Mary. And the angel that visited Mary. Um. Okay, so two things immediately come to my mind. And that is uh, Michael and Gabriel. And I have to differentiate which one. Um. I'm gonna go with Gabriel. Gabriel is correct, but it's a bomb. No points. Oh, 
now I'm right, plugging. Alright, uh, let's go with number three, because three is a magic number. Supposedly, according to the song. Supposedly. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure how up-to-date you are on, uh, your knowledge of all things Great Britain. But true or false. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You has never made it to number one in the UK charts. So I know she's very big in the well, USA, and YouTube likes to show videos of her melting in an ice cube and all that crack. But uh, is she actually that big in England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland? So true or false, it's never been number one in the UK charts. First of all, I think the question should be thrown out because it has to do with England, and England are Amen. the worst ever. They are trash. Preach it. They deserve to be overthrown and thrown out. They, they, they deserve so much stuff coming to them in the revelation of, of Jesus Christ's return. They deserve so much pain and suffering for the, the terrible things that they have done to Americans and Irish alike. They think they're better than us. God will make that right. Also, accept Jesus Christ your Savior, and you won't have that. <laughs> Excluding the British listeners and viewers we have, by the way. You're awesome. The very best of your drawing species, according to Logan. Hey, they don't listen to us. We're fine. We're fine. Oh, that's okay. Oh, see, I don't pay attention to the algorithm. Only Logan does. Ratings mean well, maybe, very, very Maybe one or two, and it's only when Brendan's in England. So he might, and when he has his friends from England. So, you know, that's the <laughs> All right, back to the question at hand. True or false, was Mariah Carey, like, actually a number one? Um, so she's never made it to number one with all I want for Christmas. Never made so Never. If I say true, she has made it to number one. If I say false, she hasn't made it to number one. Um, yes. I'm going to say I would love it. I would love that statement to be true. I don't believe it's true. I think it's false. Yeah. I think she has been number one at some point, so I'm going to say false. Hey, regrettably, the answer is false. And three is an angel. You know, four points. Alright, take another number. Alright. One is the loneliest number, so we will go with one. Give me number one. Okay, who do children in Ireland think gives them presents on Christmas Eve night? Who does children in Ireland think gives them presents on Christmas Eve? The answer is very different depending what European country you're in, so in Ireland specifically. And also, different people visit children on different days in Europe, but specifically yeah. December 24th in Ireland. I feel like Santa Claus is probably out. I feel like we're looking at, like, Krampus or something like that. Or, like, the good version of him. I'm not sure what the specific name is. Um, I could just be funny and say, you know, like, St. Patrick, because 
What's more synonymous with Ireland than St. Patrick giving you presents? Um, I wouldn't sneer at that suggestion. I think it's a very <laughs> plausible one. Um, but I, I think what I'll go with is I'll go with St. Nick brings them presents. I'll go with St. Nick. Okay. The answer is Santa Claus. Really? No way. Yeah. And Ireland, they only get visited the once. Um, and it's on the 24th. Um, it's normal in many European countries for it to be the 6th okay. of December. Um, and in some cases, you have a, that guy, Dwight, dressed up as in the office. Um, or you have um, like the three wise men, although the Spanish children call them the three wise kings. Um, so you've got different characters, different countries. But in Ireland, yep, the uh, fantastical version of Saint Nick. Um, Santa Claus. Right. Alright, uh, new number. Let's go with number four, because four score and seven years ago, on this day, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Okay, I may have alluded this one already. When do the 12 days of Christmas start? 12 days of Christmas start. Uh, well, I think because we had it earlier, I want to say it's probably the 25th, because that would be 12, the 12 days after Christmas. I don't think... It'd be before Christmas because, um, let, like, that's what we do here in America is, like, the 12 days of Christmas and, like, or Hanukkah or something starts 12 days away from Christmas. But I'm mm -hmm. just going to say it's December 25th is the day that the 12 days of Christmas start. That is correct. But it's a devil. So you lose a point. Man. Ah. Uh. All right, um, let's go with number 24 because my favorite NASCAR driver growing up was Jeff Gordon. Shout out if you're a Jeff Gordon fan. If you don't know who that is, that's fine. He's a NASCAR driver, drove really fast like all drivers do and won a lot of races. So 24. You might regret this uh, <laughs> despite your NASCAR obsession. Although cars are involved in this, I suppose, and vans. Uh, what is the name of Ireland's postal service? What is the oh. name of Ireland's postal service? Ah! <laughs> Alright, so, I want to end this stupid answer that I'm about to give, because it's going to be stupid, it's not going to be the right answer. I want to say that I do know what their police are called, and it's called the Guardi, or the Guards. And so it's not Rent. police, or policia, or any of that stupid stuff. It is Guards. Alright, so... I think everyone knows where the Guard is, Shiakana, after uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving in Ireland 2023 of seeing the Guard cars on fire. <laughs> but I want to say I know that, alright. Uh, now, the Postal Service... Um, I'm just gonna, not the right answer. I'm gonna say it is 
the air, ground, and um, and boat delivery system. So the AG, that is way too the AG, convoluted and lengthy. The AG, keep it nice and it's simple. not the KJB. It's the AJB. AJB. <laughs> on post. On post. On, on is A N. It's the word there. And then P O S T. On post. So it's the same spelling as post in English. This has an Irish pronunciation. Well, I just want to say I also use that language. When I pop a pimple, it's unpus. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know what? That would have been an angel for you. Would have been. <sighs> All right. Um. Let's see. Let's go with number. 10 is my dad's favorite number, uh, and it's a pretty good, pretty good round number. Let's go 10. Which country is credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition? I have heard this answer. Um, so... I don't think this is, like, I think this is plausible. I don't think it is, and I'm not going to guess, like, a Norway yeah. or a Sweden. I feel like it could be one of those. Um, I feel like we could have, like, Britain, because they like to claim everything that they think they, they've invented everything. They haven't. Don't let them lie to you. Um, I also think it could be Ireland, because, you know, it could be just like they somehow have the sword of goliath like it could just be like they, they also can sometimes claim that they Historians are have that yep um so it could be them i don't think it's america let's just america yeet them out of here um i think the answer i'm gonna go with i don't i'm not 100 percent sure but i believe that it's germany i think germany who also created uh, the most evil man in the world, Adolf Hitler, somehow also created using Christmas trees. Um, so I'm going with Germany. I love why Americans always say like the most evil man in the world is like Adolf Hitler, and the Europeans are like Stalin existed two people. <laughs> Niggas are also obsessed with being called literally Hitler by CNN. <laughs> However, on this occasion, it has worked out for you. It is Germany. But it's a devil. Just losing all these points. I shouldn't have got it right. Yeah. Goodness. Shouldn't have. Would have been to your betterment if you got it wrong. I'm. I think I'm at four right now. Right, four points. Let's get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, okay, you're seven questions in, and you had two, four, three, two. You got two angels, which gives you four. Um, you got a few wrong, so two wrong, so nipwa. You got a bomb, so no point, and you got two devils, so you lose two points. So you're currently at two points. All right, let's go with number 20. Let's do a 20. 20. 
<laughs> I expect you to get this one right. Which U.S. president made a cameo appearance in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York? Oh, I know this answer. Uh, it is also Brendan's favorite president. It really ever is. Existed, ever. In the world. In ever. the world. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, and the fact that he somehow became president after being in Home Alone is just another cool fact that you can add to his resume. Um, right. So that is the one and only Donald J. Trump. Love that man. Okay, that's 100% correct. But it's a bomb. Nipwa. I... Ouch, ouch, ouch. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go with unlucky number 13. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if Brendan has set another trap for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one. I think a lot of people would struggle with this one, actually. Um, which ocean can Christmas Island be found in? Which ocean can Christmas Island be found in? Alright, so... I am going to immediately throw out the Indian Ocean because... Indians. Who cares? Uh... Sure. People um, who strip sailing that care exists, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. They can care with their feelings. Uh, their I think my safest bet is going to be either the Atlantic or the Pacific. Um, okay. Because they're the biggest, and I believe I have heard of the name of this island. I don't know exactly where it is. Um, I am leaning to it being on the east of America, which would mean it would be the in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, because I think if it was west, it would have been used in World War II during um, some of the wars, and that would come up and that would be talked about in U.S. history. So the east, there was re really no big islands that come out that are in between us and, and Europe. Um, so I'm going to go with the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, I really, really like your rationale, but it's the Pacific Ocean. Man, it's probably down south. Hence why it's the uh, unlucky number 13, I suppose. Yeah, was it a devil on the back of it? Um, finding it now. It was, it was, so it's fair, you got it wrong, actually. Yeah, it was good, that was good. Alright. Uh, Alright, so, so final question. Final question number. Um, have we done number two? Nope. Alright, let's go with number two. What date is Christmas Day in Ireland? What day? What date is Christmas Day? Yeah. Again, in different European countries, we celebrate it on different days. True. Um, 
So, 70% of me says it's 25th. 30% of me says it's the 24th. Because it could be. It could start the day before. But, um... I think it's I think it's the 25th. I'm just gonna go with 25th, and we'll live with it. Better living with it than dying with this. <laughs> the 25th is cracked, and it's an angel. What a way to end! <laughs> All right, so after 10 rounds, you are an angel. A bum, an angel, a devil, one wrong, one wrong, a devil, a bum, one wrong, an angel. So you got four points in total. Congratulations. Four oh, score. This is like the best moments of your entire life. Four score, man. Four score. That's it. <laughs> All right, so thank you so much, Brendan. That was a good game. We'll have to figure out a way to keep doing something like that because I like that format. The format is really well Because it opens up you to a bunch of different questions and you feel like you're in control because you're picking numbers. But really, Brendan could have just been going through a quiz list and he could have. I mean, he wasn't, but he could have just been going through a quiz list. And just reading. That is like one of the only interesting things I've ever invested time making for work in my life. I am sure. That... That was well done. It was good. Cheers. Um, so thank you so much for that game. We'll have to play it again. So, uh, as usual, this is our time to turn to God's Word. So we are going to be in Isaiah chapter 59, um, and we are going to be in verses 15 through 20. Um, and so this is what it says in Isaiah 59, verses 15 through 20. Truth is missing. And whoever turns from evil is plundered. The Lord saw that there was no justice, and he was offended. He saw there was no man, and he was amazed that there was no one interceding. So his own arm brought forth salvation, and his own righteousness supported him. He put on righteousness as body armor, and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing, and he wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak. So he will repay according to their deeds, fury to his enemies, retribution to his foes, and he will repay the coasts and the islands. They will fear the name of the Lord in the west and his glory in the east, for he will come like a rushing stream, driven by the wind of the Lord. The Redeemer will come to Zion and those in Jacob who turn from transgression. This is the Lord's declaration. Um, so a lot of cool things in that section. Um, I think a lot of us can can really understand the beginning of verse 15. A truth is missing, and whoever turns from evil is plundered. Um, you see that on social media. You see that in Ireland, America. That is across the board. Truth is missing. We, we have media outlets that don't post the truth, that don't say yeah. what's true and what's actually going on in situations. Um, and it's designed and tailored to uh, to lie to you and to get you to fear and be afraid and all those things. So truth is gone. We don't we don't worry about truth. That is a fickle thing anyway. Um, our society is so anti-truth. And then those of you who turn and hey say I'm going to change and I'm not going to to walk with evil, they're immediately taken advantage of and 
thrown in the pits and canceled, as some people like to say, um, mm-hmm. just thrown away as soon as you turn away. So this this speaks to is a timely principle that societies, uh, secular societies, this is what happens. Truth goes away, and you know, evil is rampant and can grow rampant. But God doesn't just sit around and say, "Bah, it's fine." God God takes steps up to the plate here. Um, Lord saw there was no justice, nobody doing right, and he was offended. Um, I think a lot of us take offense at things that we probably don't need to take offense at, whereas if we followed God's example, he was taking offense at the things that were wrong and the things that were evil. Um, and so he takes offense. He sees there's nobody who steps up. There's nobody who does right. There's nobody who does good. And he's amazed that nobody's nobody's doing anything. Um and so he sent his own arm, brought salvation, and brought righteousness, supported him. So he brought salvation to those of us who did not deserve salvation, did not deserve righteousness, but he, he came for us. Put on his armor, very similar to our passage that you read about in, uh, in I think it's Ephesians, uh, where he talks about the armor of God. And very similar. Yes. Um and, you know, God puts on the armor, very similar to how we do. He has a couple extra elements, which he's God. He can get away with. That's right. Uh, we, we're not, and we can't. Um, and so he ends up repaying his foes, and they end up fearing him in the east and the west. And very much a symbol and a projection of what will happen in when he returns for us. Um, and so it's a really cool image of who God is, where he steps up, and really the stark contrast between society and us as humans in our human nature and who God is. Um, so I really like this passage. Brendan, what would you like to add? Any thoughts? And you can close this out in prayer as well. Sure. I suppose if we read on um, to verses 21, we see exactly what God's referring to here. Um, as for me, this is my covenant with them. So he refers to Zion, to Jacob, the nation of Israel. Um, says the Lord, My spirit, who is on you, will not depart from you. And my words that I put in your mouth will always be on your lips, and the lips of your children, and the lips of their descendants, from this time on forever, says the Lord. So this is a prophecy, guys, about the end times. We're basically looking at what the world looks like under an Antichrist regime here, where Jesus ultimately says, all right, they really can't fix it themselves, so I'm going to do it myself. And then appears on Mount Zion in glory. Um, But I do believe that we are going to see a measure of this, even in our time. Not the full manifestation of, of the prophecy, it's it's time-locked, but God is always good. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When Moses asked him his name, he said, I am. I am who I am. So the God who will deliver Israel in the end times in a world where truth is almost but a memory is the very same God who will deliver each and every one of us today. And just like Logan said, these days, telling the truth means people lose their jobs. 
telling those basic biological facts suddenly sees people being attacked by mobs of keyboard warriors who have totally sold themselves out to the darkness and would like to see the youngest and most vulnerable of people, children, mutilated and injecting things in their bodies that will have lifelong ramifications from which they will never recover. Saying life starts at conception, which is, it's a fact, uh, it's when um, God sends that little spirit and soul right into that tiny dot of flesh and suddenly you become a human made in his image. Or being an old person and still having some degree of dignity about you. Suddenly saying that either of those lives are, are important to the very start or towards the end. You have people coming at you saying, no, the best thing to do is to slaughter them and murder them in their millions. And it's a world where only the most courageous are really standing up for truth in these days. But know that you're not doing it in vain. Know that heaven is watching. The eyes of the Lord roam all around the earth, looking for the one who is righteous who believes who will still stand and an amazing move of God is coming to deliver us because I don't know about you friends but the centenarians uh, who are on the earth today they don't deserve to bring in the end and kill the whole darn lot of us even if their intention is to wipe out six billion of us which according to the World Economic Forum it is they don't they, they're not special enough or important enough to bring in the end of days. Um, God chooses when to roll up the rug or the mat of time itself. So your responsibility is to stand your ground in these times, to do what you can to show up and show Christ in the best way, in the holiest way, in the most effective and influential way, in the way that best builds up the body of Christ, and the way that best reconciles the lost to the Lord. I know they drive you crazy, friends. They drive me crazy too. But the reality is, Jesus died for them just as much, and just as passionately, and just as zealously as he died for everyone under the sound of my voice right now. And just know that you're not doing it alone, God is fighting for you. He is the God of the angel armies. He fights our battles. And uh, we, we've read the end of the book. We're going to win. Just stand your ground. With the energy you have, with the joy you have, with the peace, the long-suffering, because Holy Spirit is in you, and that is sufficient. And because he's in you, you have the armor of God in Ephesians 6. The helmet of salvation, to choose to think salvation thoughts, no matter what comes against you. The breastplate of righteousness, because that righteousness protects your heart from the fiery darts of the enemy, um, from his bows and arrows, from the weapons he fashions against you. you got the belt of truth, to protect your spiritual lineage and keep the armor fitted in place. 
Other people might have sold themselves out to deception and lies. But if you have truth that will surround you and protect you. You've got the shoes for the readiness of the spreading of the gospel of peace. And that is very sorely lacking in the world today. But no matter what terrain you enter into, no matter what room or what vehicle or what building, you have the power, the potential, the authority to show up and show Christ, to show him well, to show him accurately. You've got the sword, the shield of faith, even. So when the enemy tries to attack you, and not if, but when, you still stand. And you've got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I love just how similarly in English, sword and word are spelled. Uh, it's like, you know, an S sword or an S word, you know, the spirit's word. It is a sword, it is a weapon. It divides soul from spirit, thoughts from intentions, truth from fiction. And God has given you all of these things and you will not do it in your own strength. You will not do it in your own power, but you can accomplish it by the spirit of the most high God who lives within you, who is best pleased with you, who is cheering you on and who you're working with in uh, conjunction and unity and in relationship. So Father God, I just pray over everyone listening to this right now, that no matter what challenges they are facing, no matter what weapons the enemy is fashioning against them, whether it be against their physical health, their minds, their hearts, their family, their workplaces, or their places of study and academics, their churches, their sports teams. God, give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to know and understand what your Holy Spirit would reveal to them at a time. Help them to see very clearly the tactics of the enemy and give them the perfect memory, Lord God, that they'll recall even this short Bible teaching to mind, O God, and that they will daily pick up the armor of God and apply it, not in a gimmicky way or just a typical Christianese traditional way, but knowing that it is powerful and effective in arming and equipping them in this battle against the darkness. And God, we invite you now to go with them, before them, and to take up the rear surrounding them. God, send your heavenly host to make toast of the spiritual enemies rising up against them, and those spiritual weapons and obstructions and may they do mighty exploits for their God. May they grow in authority in the spirit realm and in strength and fervor for you. And may their victories encourage the body of Christ. Because yes, Lord, we have your word to encourage us, but also, God, we can overcome by the power of someone else's testimony. And Jesus, we also pray that seeing how your children experience long-suffering, 
gentleness, patience, and perseverance in terms of trial, but how they overcome, how they endure, how they conquer, and we are more than conquerors. May the unbelievers in their world get such an appetite for you, Jesus, and the things of you, and also put their trust in your life, your death, and your resurrection, for they are sufficient for the forgiveness of all sin. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus, knowing that that would give each person involved a very Merry Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Well, I hope everybody has a lovely uh, week. Um, hopefully your season of building up to Christmas is lovely, focused on Christ. Because uh, again, this is the reason for the season is Christ. Um, yeah. So focus on him. Uh, we will be back at some point. We got to figure all that out and uh, we'll work through that as the Christmas season comes. Uh, we will figure out how to uh, do at least one more before the before the Christmas break. Uh, but if, if not, we'll keep you up to date and uh, you'll for sure see us more in January. So uh, look forward to that. Um, but we'll have a, probably at least one more for Christmas, a Christmas episode of some kind. Um, and we will see you then. So uh, anything you got to say before we go, Brendan? Yeah, we're running out of episodes that will be filmed with me in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, 3rd of January, I turned 30. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> hmm. Oh boy, well. It feels very strange. Know. Although Lord 30 be... was a good year for Jesus, but it feels very strange. Lord be with you. <laughs> <laughs> I receive it, Lord. <laughs> All right. We will see you all next time. Have a lovely weekend. Goodbye. See you guys.